We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek, back for another episode, guys. And today, we are previewing Colts versus Chargers on Monday Night Football. Colts come to this matchup 4-9-1. and one. The Chargers vying for a playoff spot right now. So, guys, we, we got to start by talking about the most recent news the Colts have come out with. Nick Foles, starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts on Monday night football. I mean, Derek, we've already talked about kind of our thoughts on Nick Foles being the starter, but we got to talk about how does that impact the offense, man, and what they, they're trying to do this year, especially against the Chargers, who do have a lot of talent on that defense. Yeah, I mean, we've always seen Nick Foles come into a role like this, you know, where he comes in, hope doesn't seem uh, very high for his team, but he comes in and gives the team a new light. You know, that happens a lot with Nick Foles. So, you know, maybe that is something they're trying to accomplish uh, at the end of this year with all hope seeming lost. Maybe they think Nick Foles will be the, the saving grace at the end of the year sort of thing. You know, it could be one of those situations. Uh, for some people, they certainly would hope not. But Nick Foles comes into this, you know, it's going to be interesting because, you know, the defense that you're seeing with the Chargers, you know, we've seen this Charger defense not live up to the hype this year for mainly the reason that they haven't been healthy all year. You know, Joey Bosa was out at the very beginning of the year. uh, And then, you know, who is it? The uh, Derwin James has been out for a while. J.C. Jackson was out from the middle of the year all the way to the end of the year. He's not playing. You know, some of their biggest names, you know, have just not been there, you know, and it really sucks for them. But we saw this last week against Miami, you know, that this this defense still has it. If they're locked in, they got it. They can still uh, absolutely wreck people. So it definitely will be interesting to see how they show up against this Colts team. You know, they're going to be facing Nick Foles, who has a completely different uh, mindset and how he runs things and how he does things. So maybe that will throw off their defense a little bit. But at the end of the day, you know, it's I still would probably take the ladder on the Chargers defense, especially with some of the guys they might be getting back this week. 
Yeah, Derwin James, we'll see on him. I know, you know, he he obviously had that quad injury that that sidelined him for most of the year. So we'll see if he, you know, I don't know if he'll probably, I don't think he'll probably honestly uh, play this week. He might Just because he hasn't even practiced yet. But Joey Bosa is probably more of a. They said that he's know, likely, he he's questionable to be back this week. So. Okay. So, I mean, that's good. And then, yeah, you will just, you know, monitor the progress of a couple other guys as well. Uh, just, just as a note from last week's matchup, Sony Michelle was out as well. Derwin James, uh, and then really, you know, just a couple other, you know, random names as well uh, for for the Chargers. And so they seem relatively healthy, all things considered, coming into this matchup. Um, Colts seem decently healthy, too. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor, that's the big one. He's out for this game, out for the rest of the year. So it'll be definitely Deion Jackson and, you know, Zach Moss. They'll be running the show here for Indianapolis. And they didn't look great a week ago, but, you know, I thought there were some moments where they had, you know, they looked like decent, a decent a pair of running backs. What do you think the Colts are going to have to do against this Chargers defense here to establish the run and, uh, you know, give Nick Foles, you know, enough balance on offense, I suppose? Um, I think that the best thing you can do to try and counterbalance this defense is you want to try to, you know, not cater to the speed that the Chargers have on the edge, right? Especially, you know, if Joey Bosa is going to be coming back and, you know, Khalil Mack is in there, you know, Mack may not quite be the player that he once was, but he's still a wrecking ball. You know, you got to try to take advantage of the runs up the middle. You want to try to establish a dominance in the middle of this front because even though they aren't, they aren't weak in that area, they're certainly, that's far from their best attribute. So ultimately it's how you want to run this. You know, you can't, you can't be running zone schemes to the outside. It's not going to work that way. You got to you got to pull some guys. You got to run a lot more power. You got to run a lot more traps. You got to run a bunch of different things to try to free up some space in the middle of the field to allow these running backs like Zach Moss and Deion Jackson to kind of eat away at the defense uh, to make sure that Nick Foles has the ability to run play action at the end of games. And they're definitely a, a very exposable run defense as well, right? They come in to this matchup 28th in terms of yards uh, allowed and then 31st actually in yards per attempt allowed. They're, they're averaging 5.3 yards per attempt allowed. So, you know, you definitely could, could see the Colts have some success there with one of these two running backs. I mean, obviously, if it was Jonathan Taylor, you'd say, man, you know, Jonathan Taylor's going to have himself a day most likely. But we'll see. Uh, you know, Colts haven't necessarily been great at running the football at all this year either. So uh, we'll, we'll see, you know, who wins that matchup. You know, and it's it's kind of hard for me, even when I see, you know, oh, the Chargers aren't very good on defense. You know, they're pretty solid against the pass. What I see, like, the Chargers aren't good on defense, I just don't have the confidence enough in this Colts offense to take advantage, right? Because Minnesota, you look at Minnesota, the worst passing defense in the league. And then what do the Colts do? They don't even throw for 200 yards passing. Yeah. Like, like yeah, know? it's been the Colts problem all year, right? Not taking advantage of other teams' weaknesses. And, you know, and even then, like, you know, we tried to. Uh, in that game, but they were locking down Alec Pierce. You weren't throwing the ball to Paris Campbell or to Michael Pittman much. Uh, you weren't even really throwing it to the tight ends much. Jelani Woods definitely was having an okay game in that time, but even at times, you know, we still gave up sacks. 
uh, when we didn't need to. And again, the passing offense as it is just seems, it just seems lackadaisical. And I, it's been that way all year. Just doesn't seem like Matt Ryan has ever been able to get clicked in with these guys. And sometimes it's the receiver's fault for not getting open. Sometimes it's the design. Sometimes it's Matt Ryan just not throwing the dang ball, right? So who knows? Maybe Nick Foles or maybe they give him the green light and just say, just go gunslinging out there. Just go. If you think you have something, just do it because I'm sick and tired of, of Matt Ryan not doing it. So, you know, maybe maybe we do see this Colts offense, you know, get a little bit more aggressive with Nick Foles. We'll just have to see. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I'm very interested to see. Yeah, because we talked about it in training camp, like Matt Ryan compared to Nick Foles, he was getting the ball out quickly like he was. And so the fact that Matt Ryan's not doing that, I'm just like, is it going to be even worse with Nick Foles? Yeah. I'm kind of terrified of that, honestly. <laughs> but, you know, I will say this. Uh, at least I, I have confidence enough that Nick Foles is, you know, mentally he's got it where Matt Ryan just doesn't. He hasn't this year you know, in terms of identifying things. Like, I'm wondering if the addition of Nick Foles as a starter, you know, will it change anything on this offense? Because, I mean, there's so many free rushers that come after Matt Ryan all the time, you know, where he just, like, did not or would not change the play or, you know, dupe change the protection or whatever it is. Like, will Nick Foles, will you start seeing those things a little bit more, you know? And will the Colts actually be able to handle a blitz? I don't know. Will they actually be able to and actually stop you know, giving up on third and longs. So we'll be able to try to at least try to push the ball down the field. These are things we just haven't seen the Colts do this year, especially as of recent. And I wonder, is it a quarterback issue? Is it a play calling issue? Is it a little bit of both? I don't know. We'll see. Um, I think this will be the true test because you really haven't seen it with either of the two quarterbacks, you know, previous. So will you see it now with Nick Foles? You know, um, I'm beginning to think it's more of a play calling issue. Um, on top of a quarterback issue, but we'll see, I guess. Um, I just want to see them you know, get Pierce and get Pittman more one-on-one opportunities on the 50-50 jump ball. They just have not done that this year. And even, like, they have two six 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 seven tight ends. They're not throwing them the ball in the red zone when it matters. So, like, I want to see Jelani Woods go up and just out-muscle a defender, you know? I want to see stuff like that. Like, and I hope that Nick Foles can at least in some capacity do that for this Colts passing offense. But it's going to be a tough test because, you, you know, the Chargers are right outside of the top 10. You know, they've had some injuries without Derwin James. They're still a top 10 defense in, t- in terms of, uh, you know, pass defense. So it'll be tough. Yeah. I mean, it's been that way all year, right? Trying to grasp what has been going on with this team. But, you know, we got a couple more weeks to figure it out. And then, you know, at the end of the year, then we got a bunch of decisions to make. So, yes, you know, this this Colts team in 2023, needless to say, is going to look very different than uh, 2022 Indianapolis. That's for sure. Let, let me throw out a scenario to you. And I want to I want to get your thoughts on this. Do you think the Colts have any of their three quarterbacks in their stable right now on their roster in 2023? I believe they have at least one of them. I believe that they have at least one of them. Me personally, I think Nick Foles is gone. Okay. Uh, Me personally, I think Nick Foles will be gone. And then, you know, I think Sam Ellinger might stick around. Okay. 
I guess, yeah, yeah. I, if I had to choose one, I would definitely go Sam Ellinger um, for sure. But, you know, it's kind of like if the Colts truly believe that he had a future in this league, wouldn't they just start him at this point? That's yeah, my right. You know, so I don't know. You know, I could see a scenario where they, you know, they roll with two quarterbacks next year and they're completely different. They completely just you know, retool that whole uh, room and just start from scratch with a rookie quarterback and maybe add a vet or something like that. I could see them doing something like that potentially, but we'll see. And maybe this is an audition for Nick Foles for next year as the backup quarterback. I don't know. Who's to say? Uh, but certainly was a Frank Wright guy. So, you know, maybe he has gone after this year. So, We'll see. Um, but okay, we'll move over now to look at this Charger offense. We already know about Justin Herbert, what he was able to do. Still pains me that the Colts, um, potentially before the DeForest Buckner trade, could have you know attempted to go up and get him. And you just see how good of a quarterback he is. The Colts have had multiple chances to potentially go get a guy. Um, now, whether the Chargers have listened, maybe not. But uh, regardless, the Chargers are, you know, one of the better teams just overall um, in terms of their, their, you know, they're number 12 right now in terms of off total offense. Um, and you look at their passing attack. They come in, Derek, at number two overall right now in passing yards, um, you know, 15th in touchdowns. Ironically enough, uh, the same amount of touchdown thrones as interceptions that they've gotten. So uh, pretty even on that department, um, you know, but. You look at that, and they come in running. They're actually not very good at running the football. So it's kind of interesting how the Chargers are really good at passing the football, defending the pass, but really poor at running the football and defending the run. So, yeah, that'll definitely be uh, an interesting one because we know what the Colts can do uh, on the defensive side of things, you know, with Stephon Gilmore, with Isaiah Rogers, you know, all these guys who definitely did struggle but, you know, how much blame do you put on them versus what the offense has given them? We've had that debate before. But needless to say, it wasn't their best game a week ago against the Vikings. And Justin Jefferson definitely had himself a day. So, yeah, how are the Colts going to try to limit this Charger offense that has a lot of weapons and a lot of ways that they could beat you? Yeah, I mean, it, it is uh, going to be very interesting to see how this Colts defense responds. You know, we uh, we saw last week, and um, there's been, there were a couple of interviews that went out where some of the Colts players were potentially throwing shade at the Colts offense for like how they've they've handled this year versus how the Colts defense has been all year. Um, and again, Cody, I just want to reiterate the Colts defense scored more points uh, on last Saturday than what the Colts offense did. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, and and. How many times that has been the case this year? Uh, realistically, that should only ever happen once or twice a game uh, at this point. But there's probably been multiple times this year where the Colts defense has either put the, the team, the offense on their side, on their side of the field or has scored a touchdown for them. So, you know, how many times that happened this uh, just in that last game, too? I mean, the defense was doing phenomenal. That was might have been one of the best defensive performances in the first half of any defense all year. And then sure enough, you know, they got tired. They got put on the field almost the entire second half. And, you know, they were struggling, you know, and and, and things changed up. Um, that defense, you know, it's still a good defense. And they're pretty much it's still a top 10 passing defense when you look at all things considered and what they're have to deal with. So, 
you know, no doubt in my mind that they will give Justin Herbert and this team a little bit of trouble trying to move down the field. They've given trouble to a lot of te- a lot of teams this year, but you know, the one weapon that definitely concerns me the most, and that is uh, Austin Eckler and the way they're able to get him involved in the offense. We've known that, you know, the Colts defense, especially when trying to stop running backs, especially in the rush and the pass de- uh, defense category, that has always been extremely tough for them. Feels like once or twice a game, I always see the Colts give up a 20 or 30 yard, you know, slip screen. Right. And we know that's a a bread and butter thing for the chargers. So how they respond to that, I mean, it's going to be very difficult because like you said, they don't run the ball very well. So you don't have to put a ton of emphasis on stacking boxes. So you're going to most of the time just bring in a lot of corner, an extra corner, you know, to have uh, some help there. But you're right. It is going to be very difficult because Justin Herbert's a great quarterback, and Austin, some of the weapons that they do have, even if even though they're not at a hundred percent, they still operate in that system really well. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle that, especially with what just happened last week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think we'll see something of the same in the first half, um, especially, or the first quarter, or whatever it is. But yeah, this defense, I mean, you look at how much they've been on the field this year, how little their offense has done to help them out this year, and it's inevitable. You know, with a 17-game season, this defense is breaking down at this point. like Because they've been on the field so much this year, it's catching up to them, I think. I really do think that's the case. When your offense is literally having drives that don't even last a minute off the clock, that's an issue, and your defense is going to struggle. Like, yes, they struggled last week, and that they need to be better. No doubt about that. But the fact is, they have been on the field so much this year. Their offense has literally done nothing to them. Somehow, they you know ha- at least half of the games the defense has won alone. Like that tells you, man, how good this defense can be. You know, I don't think it's the best defense in the NFL, but I think it's definitely a defense that's a really, really good unit. And when it a, definitely a unit that you can win with, no doubt about it. So, yeah, I'll be intrigued to see what they do. I think they can limit Justin Herbert, you know, in the first half. It's just a matter of can the offense do literally anything to give them a breather on the sideline? And if they can't, unfortunately, I think it's more of the same we're going to see, Derek. And it, it sucks because, like, this defense gets ragged because of, a lot of the things that are kind of out of their control. So it it just sucks to see that. So I'm hoping the offense with Nick Foles at least gets him a little bit more time on the sideline. Yeah. I mean, we've been saying it all year, right? Like this, this defense, I mean, people want to keep talking about, Oh, the defense gives up big plays. Oh, the defense gives up big plays late in games. I mean, I, I wonder why, I mean, people always, and people try to say that it's not, it's not that, but it is. You know, at the end of the at the end of the games, you get tired. And also, by the way, again, even if you're not tired, listen, football is such an emotional game that if things aren't going well for you, I mean, you can you can fall apart very quickly uh, because you just don't have any heart for it. And I mean, to be honest, when the offense doesn't score, you know, it, def- guys on that defensive side they notice. They get they get angry. They get tired of it, man. And you know, at some point, you just start saying, "I'm I'm just not dealing with this. I, I just can't deal with this anymore." You know, I, I'm sure that's yeah. probably some guys' opinions in the locker room right now. And 
and that might be the case. And I don't fault them for it. I, I wish that it wasn't that way, but I mean, I don't fault some of these guys on the defense for feeling the way they do probably about this offense. Don't doubt. Yeah, no, not at all. I do wonder if this defense is just kind of throwing their hands up and just like, what else can we do? Like, I, I don't know what else we can do at this point. And maybe they've kind of just lost some of these guys for this year. Like they're kind of just not giving up, you know, but like they're kind of just like, well, if we're going to be bad, let's be bad. You know, like let's just get through this season at this point until our offense can actually do something for us. So, yeah, it sucks. It's unfortunate for the defense. I do think they still need a legit number one pass rusher. I think that's the biggest need still for them. But, you know, overall, I think this defense has been better than expected. And I'm excited to see if they can keep this crew together, what they can accomplish in the next couple seasons. So I uh, wanted to also just talk about special teams real fast. Give a special shout out to Chase McLaughlin. He's been fantastic this year for the Colts. I mean, he started off, had a few struggles early on, but he has been, I mean, it feels like it's been a, a lifetime ago, Derek, that we even talked about Rigoberto or Rodrigo Blankenship and kind of the mishaps he had. Because Chase McLaughlin has come in, and special teams has had no issues since then. So I want to give a special shout-out to him. He's definitely one of the top guys that you must bring back next year, in my opinion, with all the uh, you know instability you had at kicker since Benetieri hung it up. I think you almost have to bring Chase McLaughlin back. What are your thoughts on him and just the season he's having? Yeah, I mean, you absolutely need to uh, bring him back. No question about it. That is probably the easiest thing in the world to do is bring Chase McLaughlin back. There has been, I can't recall one game where the game was on the line, he didn't deliver, and we lost because of it. Ironically enough, it's been the complete opposite. There has been multiple games this year where Chase McLaughlin had to kick a field goal to, you know, put us in the reins. And, you know, one of the first games that he had was, you know, against Denver when Mahai City won that one. You know, there are a couple others that I can mention, but I mean, he was busy last week. I mean, what, five for five? Yeah, uh, with a, an extra point, a couple extra points here and there. So, you know, he was busy, man. He was busy. So, you know, he's been consistent. You know, he I don't remember what his actual numbers are right off the top of the head, but I got you. I do definitely know that his kicking percentage has been very solid. And I'm sure Cody's going to give me a number percentage here. Yes, I will. Give me one second. In a few here. seconds. Holy cow. He's only 26. I didn't even realize how young he well, I didn't realize is. he was that young either. Yeah, so this season he is 27 of 32. Uh, His long is a 52-yarder. He is completely perfect on his extra points. 16 of 16. Only 16 extra points he's had to attempt this year, Derek. That's... Think That's about that for a hot second. Can you just imagine that? And there's a... And at least two of those are from... At least... uh, At least, like, three or four of those are from the defense. I'm yeah. sure of it. So, defense yeah. slash special teams. Absolutely. And, and the regular season, that's about 84.4% of his field goals he makes, right? He's okay. been, so, um, you yeah, know, I mean, you want your kickers making 80 plus percent of their, and connects. really three of those are 50 plus, you know? So like, it's not like, you know, he's missing the, you know, a lot of the, the knocks were like, oh, he's missing the 40 yarders. He's actually been really good at the 40 yarders this entire season, Derek. He's only missed one. He's attempted nine. He's made eight of them. So, and he's been he's been pretty much money from twenty to forty nine. Yeah, like um, I said, you know, there's just one. There's been very little that Chase McLaughlin has messed up for us. You know, like you say, he's been consistent. So, 
yeah, you need yeah. to bring him back this next year. hundred percent. He's, he's brought stability to your kicking game. You feel confident that if you walked him out there and the game was on the line and it's anything within 55 yards that you feel very confident that chase McLaughlin can at least, uh, give you a good shot. So yeah, I, I think, you know, I wasn't sure at first, like, do you bring him back next year? But I think he's your future at kicker, man. Every opportunity he's gotten with the Colts, whether it was back in 2019 or this year, he's come through every single time he has come through. So yes, he definitely deserves to be brought back. And another special teamer that we need to shout out. And we haven't really done it yet. And, but it's one that definitely needs to, and that's Dallas flowers. Yes. Uh, Dallas Flowers, I think, is starting to become your new kick returner. Um, yeah. I mean, Cody, ever since he came in against Pittsburgh and that first opening kickoff uh, against Pittsburgh in the second half, ever since then, I mm. don't think I've seen Dallas Flowers get stuffed behind the behind the 30-yard line more than once. Like, it feels like every time he touches the ball, we get to at least the 30. And there's been multiple times he's gotten us to midfield, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, he's he's been phenomenal. And, you know, Isaiah Rogers gave that uh, privilege up. You know, he said, hey, let let Dallas go out there, do some. You know, I think he's got something. And sure enough, he he did. And he showed you, right? Like, you know, I mean, that is let alone, that is enough to say Dallas Flowers deserves a spot on this roster going forward if, uh, unless somebody comes and, you know, offers him a better gig. But yeah, um, but yeah I, I'm very happy with what Dallas Flowers has done. And I'm just going to say this. If he, was, if he was on a team that had any more competent of an offense, most of the time, those returns that he's giving the Colts would end up in touchdowns on a, yeah. on a semi-competent offense. Yeah, it's been a huge find by Ballard and company. Like that was that was a great undrafted free agent signing, Dallas Flowers. I think the best one, honestly. Yeah, uh, this last year he has been great, and I want to see him more on defense too. You know, I'm interested. He's got the speed. Yeah, he definitely does. Right, mm-hmm. and so. You know, is he more of like a Isaiah Rogers kind of find again, like a later round guy that's got some traits that you really like? I, I'm just intrigued, especially with Kenny Moore banged up, Brandon Faison banged up. Like, give Dallas Flowers more of a run, man. He, we know what he can do on special teams. It's great, uh, but I just want to see, man, has he got something else at corner? Because if you're able to find him, and he was a, you know, a, turned out to be a really good corner like Rogers, I mean, you've solved your future at corner potentially, like. So I just want to see what you got at him. I'm not saying he's, that's going to happen, but it could. There's a chance it could. And so, yeah, I love Dallas Flowers, what he's been able to do. Um, and, you know, with the craziest thing is, like, the Naheem Hines trade opened up this opportunity for Dallas Flowers, I feel like, because I don't I don't know, you know, how much. I know Isaiah Rodgers was doing it, but, like, would the Colts have even, you know, considered Flowers? Or would they have gone with Hines, you know, to kick return or whatever? I don't know. But it's definitely something where I'm really uh, looking forward to what he could provide for this team moving forward. So special teams, man, I tell you what, I hope the Colts keep Bubba Ventrone because he's been fantastic. He's been the only good, I mean, I'll just say, he's his unit's been the best unit all year. Yeah, the and I mean, obviously, really you know, Gus Bradley's oh. unit's been very fantastic uh, for most of the year as well. But you're right, like the Colts, Colts special teams units almost always deliver. And Bubba Ventrone does a fantastic job with it. 
um, kick, uh, kick returns and punt returns, you know, like we always get an occasional block. Again, we had that, we had that happen this last week, you know, and it ended up being a touchdown, right? So, um, the multiple times that, you know, every year that this Colts, you know, this Colts special teams always, uh, make some big plays. So you're right. That's, that's definitely something that needs to be, uh, needs to keep around. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh yeah, Flowers also, by the way, he handles the punts as well, just in case people Oh yeah, I forgot there. about that too. Yeah, yeah very so, rarely does he get a chance to do that though. Yeah, so uh I, I love that. And yeah, it's just it's just really sad because like you look at both of these units, they have been above average to great this year, the defense and the special teams, but the offense has been so bad that it literally has just like killed this team this year. So my hope with this team, Derek, and I know we'll talk about this more in the offseason. We're kind of getting off topic here. Like you, you keep a lot of those things that are really good and you just commit fully this offseason to fixing that offense. Mm-hmm. That's what my thoughts are. But yeah. anyway, let's get to score predictions for this game. What do you got for Monday Night Football? <sighs> um, Let's say... Say 28 to 17. Uh, Chargers. All right. I'm going to go a little higher because the Colts have been allowing a lot of points recently. I'm going to go 35 to 14. Chargers. Yeah, you're right. The, uh, yeah, the defense definitely has been allowing a lot more points in the second half over the last few weeks. But I mean, again, I keep saying it like the Colts offense just don't score, right? Like they don't stay on the field at, at all in the second half. So, you know, and so that, that just sucks doing that. The fact that they've allowed over 70 points the last two second halves tells you all you need to know about yeah, exactly. this, how it's been. Uh, so that's why I'm going to go 35. It could be more. We'll see. Uh, I just have no faith this offense is going to help this defense. Unfortunately, no matter who the quarterback is at this point, this offense is completely broken and it just sucks. But yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So we both, I think, have the Chargers winning this one pretty handily. So guys, let me know your thoughts. Let us know your thoughts about this game, Monday Night Football. Hopefully the Colts don't embarrass himself for a third straight primetime game. I'm that game, by the way. So, if, uh, oh, okay. you know, if uh, if anybody wants to say hi, just shout me out. I'll be there. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be sweet. Yeah, be sure to check that out. Be sure to say hi to Derek on Monday Night Football. Derek, I, I just got to ask you this, man. No matter how bad it gets, uh, please don't lose your voice. Don't scream that loud. Maybe you've just gotten to the point where you're just done. I, I uh, yeah, but, my brother and I are going to be there. Like, listen, we'll be excited if something good happens, but I'm getting to the point where I almost expect nothing good to happen. <laughs> so, even if they're up by like, like, listen, we have had some really bad weeks. Okay. And, uh, and you know what? I'm actually hoping for something really good because I have, I have gotten the whirlwind from everyone this week and weekend from what just happened last Saturday. So I I, I would love for something good to happen, but not too good because we want the Colts to draft top five. So I'm sorry. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I know everyone else is wanting it, but I'm not, I can't, I can't willfully say I want us to lose. I tell you what, we're recording this on a, uh, Wednesday night. So depending when this gets out, if it's Thursday morning, if it's Thursday night, or if it's Friday, uh, at that point, we'll know if the Colts are eliminated because if Jacksonville wins, the Colts are go- are done. Yeah. So they're, the they're only way the Colts, the Colts somehow can still win their division. 
You just off a quick tangent real quick. The only God way that happens, the there's only one way it happens. If the Colts win out, the Titans lose out, and the Jaguars lose every game except for the last game against the Titans. So if the Jaguars lose two of their last three, and uh, but their one win comes against the Titans, and the Titans lose out, and we win out, then we win the freaking division. Somehow, some way, it's still possible. So, God bless the AFC South, man. <laughs> wow. Of all the years we're just completely dog crap, like this is the one year the AFC South is for the taking. Yeah. And we just are like, nah, not this year. Nope. We're just going to be even worse than we were last year. So, whatever, man. If our, it's if crazy our to offense was even last year's offense, we would still probably be yep. winning this division. <laughs> it's crazy to me. That the Colts are number six overall in the draft position, but they could still win their division. That's insane. <laughs> like, oh man, that's going to be a fun. Topic I actually, on. I actually want Jacksonville to win because I'm sick and tired of Tennessee. Yeah, I kind of uh, want Jacksonville to win. Just let, just get, go, go Jacksonville. You know, and yeah, you know what? Trevor Lawrence has been looking fantastic. You know, like mm-hmm. over. It, it, I'm telling you, man. I know, I know, some people don't want to hear it, but. He's look. He's starting to look like the franchise guy now. Like literally yeah, over yeah. the last six weeks, there have maybe been only a handful of quarterbacks that have been better than Trevor Lawrence. And you know, and he doesn't even have his best weapon yet. Like they don't even have Calvin Ridley yet. And th- and he's doing what he's doing right now. So if he takes that momentum going into next off season with what he's going to get and what the roster they're going to improve on defense. That, that Jaguars team, it, it's going to be scary here in the next few years, Cody, if Trevor Lawrence keeps playing the way that he is. Jacksonville right now is the, they have the best position right now uh, for the future. I mean, no doubt. Oh, yeah. I mean, every other team doesn't have their future quarterback right now. Yep. So Jacksonville's got it and he's played well. So, yep. I, it, sadly, it might be depending how the Colts do, you know, depending if they get a guy and he turns out good. Jacksonville could be running this division for a while, unfortunately. <laughs> Potentially. Think about that for a hot step. But they are the Jaguars. And then they, so and then they trade everyone away because they can't because they don't want to spend the money on them for some weird reason. <laughs> yeah, Jaguars will Jaguar. We already know that. Facts. So. All right, cool. Well, that'll do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate all the support. And as always, guys, go Colts. Yeah.